that's when it came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, the dear good Lord's own sweet breath and his voice like an electric shock. I Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Chet Wild. Hey everybody, welcome to Good Luck America, it's 112 goddamn degrees outside. Good luck to the people recording. Good luck to us indeed, if it sounds, if this episode sounds strange, it's because I've had... The air conditioning set to 69 all day. High, <laughs> f- high five. High five. Oh, man. And it is still sweltering in here because in Burbank, right? Like it's hot everywhere, but Burbank is always about 10 degrees hotter than the rest of LA, which means today's high in Burbank was, I believe, 112 degrees and the low was 81. And I'll, uh, I'll even beat you on the heat stuff. I had to drive from where I live to take a meeting in North Hollywood and then over here. I've been in my car today for approximately 90 minutes without air conditioning. I have no air conditioning in my car. It is so fucking brutal. It is. It's like, and then you roll down your windows and you get a breeze. It's like having a blow dryer hit you from both sides. So I'm just wiped, man. Yeah. So we were going to record upstairs, but even with the, and upstairs is where the actual studio is. So we're using the mobile shit. So it might not sound as pristine as you're used to. I mean, it doesn't usually sound that pristine. We do what we do. but I don't like to think we're the most pristine podcast out there. It could be. But this is probably going to sound a little rugged. There's a fan going in the background. And I don't give a fuck if the recording is picking it up. I don't think it is. Somebody tweeted at me uh, about the temperature today from Columbus. And they're like, ah, Columbus, 80 degrees. But it's looking pretty good Yeah, it's good still now. Columbus, though. Uh, well, yeah, that's... That's what I said. Walk out the door, it's still fucking Columbus. So that's that's no solace at all. So how's it been going, Chet, since we recorded last? So yeah, people, sorry if it Well, we did a live weird. pod Saturday, and that was fun. That was lots of fun. And then uh, and then Wednesday, we did a show together. I went up early because I went to see that triplets movie. And you went up after some racist, unfunny person walked Oh, the my God. I don't know who that... I don't remember his name. A fan came out for it, and I apologized to him for having to sit through that fucking comic. But shout out to the fans that came out Saturday as well. We had people from Arizona and Texas. Yes, we had a fan who drove from Arizona specifically... For the show, shout out to you, Tracy. Thank you so much. And another fan named Nick or Nico, he brought something like 10 to 15 people with him. Yeah. We were worried that there wasn't going to be that good of a turnout. And then just magically at the last minute, like 15 people Like right up. after I finished my set, he brought all of his friends. Yeah. And I didn't even do... Con- I barely participated in that podcast. You were, you were indulging in some beverages. I was kind of hammered. So you'll hear that on that episode. But I think it was it was a good show. It was and earlier fun. in that day, I uh, auditioned for Countless Thousands. That's right. Has Danger told you about it? No, I haven't talked to him about it. Huh. <laughs> Has he talked to you about it? No. <laughs> really? I don't think anyone will talk to anybody about it. I don't think it was bad, but I don't I don't think I'm what he's looking for and I don't think they're what I'm looking for. I could be wrong. Maybe he's gonna reach out, make an offer. 
Um, I really need a band with a horn section, man. I just no, you don't. I need I need the Phoenix horns behind me. You know, you're delusional because it's so fucking hot out. You don't need a horn section. So, oh, Jesus oh man, Christ. this is gonna be hard to get through. And even worse, we're talking about water right now. Well, here's what I will say: we are acting like the world is ending in hot temperatures with all the clean water we can drink. And with the air conditioner on full blast and with fans while we right. sit on a couch. Right. So. It could be worse. We could be in Puerto Rico right now. Yeah. Shout out I to imagine it's also Rico. probably fucking sweltering. Yeah. Or in detention centers. Like, we still got it pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we have it fucking great. Not, not all of our bitching. Yeah. We're sorry we complained. I mean, not really because it is 112 degrees and that's a lot. But also. You're right. It could be so much worse. We could be in Puerto Rico and still in need of clean water, as a lot of the island of Puerto Rico still is. And that's why I wanted to do this episode, because now we're starting to see articles going around talking about how 96% of Puerto Rico has water again. So it seems like things are recovering. But are they? Are they? And are they about to just get significantly worse again is the question so we're talking about water in puerto rico today now real quick before we dive into the full topic sure is there is there some weekly stuff we need to talk about well the the trump thing came up about him asking his team why we can't just invade venezuela and i was wondering if you had anything to say about that i told you motherfuckers that's all i have to say about that i've been saying for well over a year that Trump wants to invade Venezuela. And yeah, an article came out that in August, in a meeting, he basically asked, why can't we just invade Venezuela? And think about that question. Like, what do you think built up to it? What led up to him saying, well, why can't we just invade? I would imagine it was them briefing him on all the shit we are doing in Venezuela so we don't have to invade, which is... The, we've covered, go back and listen to our Venezuela episode. Yeah, or listen to all the, what, in the world episodes we've done about it. We talked about it on Unpops once. The thing is, I feel like they were briefing him on what we've been doing in Venezuela, which is intervening in a very secretive and kind of gross way. And when I've said that over the past year or so, people say you're spreading dictator conspiracy theories because that's what maduro has been saying is that tcts that the trump administration in the u.s in particular or just in general wants to send in the military in venezuela and people are like shut up they do not well now you fucking know yes they do listen to all of our podcasts all right that's all uh i was just reading a thread about this and, and maybe we'll talk about it next week Whenever there's sexual assault or rape allegations with celebrities... I'm listening. We hold everyone accountable, except for Trump. People really should maybe make a bigger deal about those things. I agree. And I don't know if it's just that he gives us so much other shit to worry about... Bed of nail theory. ...that people don't... You know, it's it's probably just on the list. There's so much. I mean, it's... There's so much about Trump. In double digits women they have accused him and at least one of them was under age right and his own wife was like he raped me and then backed off so yeah yeah so who knows yeah i don't 
My but brain anyways. is fried from the temperatures right now. Yeah, this so is... So I have no idea why we aren't calling Trump out more. I feel like we tried, no, and no, just nothing ever came of it. You know who did call out Trump, or called him directly? Stuttering John. Did you ever listen to it? No. It's insane that for all the shit they give Hillary about her servers, and a guy can fucking prank call the president on Air Force One. Yeah, that's nuts. And even, like, when he got to the White House switchboard, the, the switchboard was like, you're not from California. Why is there a California number? He was just like, ah, I'm on vacation. And they're like, okay. And just... Fo- what the fuck? What? I know, right? I really wish he would have uh, he would have asked Trump about aliens or some shit, though. Because you know Trump would have just fucking said it. Yeah, that would have been great. And also, he was pretending to be a somebody that won a Democratic election. So it was interesting to hear Trump suck up to a Democrat. Yeah, that is interesting. But I digress. We have We have a lot to get through, and it is warm. Yeah, we have to get... I mean, it's a little better down here. Yeah, there's a nice breeze. Yeah. Notice I said it's warm, not hot. You probably hear the nice breeze in the background, and if so, we're sorry, but it is... Not me. ...unbearable You should be lucky you get to hear a fan. ...in Los Angeles. The things we do for pod. Fans for fans. Yeah. That's this pod's initiative. So, let's talk about the situation in Puerto Rico. Specifically, we're talking about water in Puerto Rico, because there is... A long and troubling history of the infrastructure, just in general in Puerto Rico, but especially as it pertains to water, it's always been a bad time. But specifically after Hurricane Maria, a full month after, more than one million people in Puerto Rico were still without clean drinking water. That amounts to around 35% of households. Yeah, and to put that into real numbers for you, me and Adam are two people, multiply that times 500,000. Yeah, imagine 500,000 atoms and 500,000 chets without clean drinking water. That's a lot of problems. And imagine what that podcast would sound like, because we'd all want to be on it. It's a lot of butts on balconies. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, after a month, FEMA had delivered 23.6 million liters of water to Puerto Rico. Sounds like a lot. Sounds good. But that was roughly 9% of the amount needed to deal with their water crisis. That's not a lot. More than a third of wastewater treatment plants serviced by the Puerto Rico Aqueduct and Sewer Authority. Prasa. Prasa were damaged. Several sewer trunks, and we were going back and forth as to what a sewer trunk is, but they collapsed and sewer lines were washed away during flash floods. This caused raw sewage to enter the waterways. And at one point, we talked on, I think it was a What in the World podcast, maybe, but we talked at one point about this earlier. There were actually people in Puerto Rico who were lined up at a Superfund site trying to collect water. And if you remember from, that was last week's episode, where we talked about, was it the detention centers? One of the last two weeks. Yeah, it was one of the last couple episodes. We talked about how... The Navy wanted to build an immigration detention center on a Superfund site. And a Superfund site, if you don't remember that episode, is a site that is so contaminated we've just decided we're probably going to be cleaning this up forever and people should not use it. Did you know Columbus is a Superfund city? (laughs) Oh, so much Columbus. I wonder what our listenership is like in Columbus. I'm going to go look at the stats and track it from week to week. And I bet it just gets lower and lower every time. 
until there's just a handful of people hate listening. What if 90% of our audience is Columbus and I just single-handedly tear down this network based on my Columbus opinions? That would be shocking because... First off, you're named after a guy that claimed to discover America when there are already a bunch of people here and then he raped those people, so... That's a good point, Chet. Anyways. I can only hear in one side. Oh, there we go. Now I can hear. That's just the heat stroke. Yeah, let's let's power on. I feel like this might be a short episode. That's okay. That's okay. You don't but need to apologize. Th- but here's the thing. Don't take it to mean that we find the problem we're talking about today any less important. This is, I cannot implore people enough to keep Puerto Rico on your radar because, and we'll get into it a little later, all of this that we're talking about is with hurricane season having already started again. Yep. So everything we're talking about, it's been nine months now since this hurric- since Hurricane Maria. As long as my pumpkin's been sitting on my back deck. That's right. I remember I saw that I saw the picture. That post on your social media. What happens when you do have to pick that pumpkin up? So my mom actually messaged me today and said, with these heat temps, you better... Oh, quick backstory. I posted a picture of a pumpkin on Instagram. Right. That looks like it's a... A reasonably healthy pumpkin. Can I just say I like that we were like, this is going to be a short episode. Let's power through it. Well, now we're talking about... Tangent about a pumpkin time! (laughs) So, last year, I kept my Halloween pumpkin up until about May, and then it deteriorated. This year, I'm into June, or into July now, and I thought the pumpkin was starting to rot at the bottom, but the pumpkin's so heavy, it like balances itself out. So just the bottom is slowly deteriorating, but that leaks away, and then fresh pumpkin stays on top. So the pumpkin is technically, it's in all right shape. Sure. So I want to see if I can make it 12 months, and it's been nine months, and my mom tweeted me or texted me today and said, uh, you better take that pumpkin inside with this with this hot temperature. And I'm like, I, I don't think my mom understands the, the point. Yeah. It's to see how long I can get the pumpkin alive without doing anything to it. That was a good story. Yeah. Had a strong ending. Don't edit it out. I absolutely will not. Okay. So, yeah, for as long as Chet has had a pumpkin in his backyard. (laughs) Thank you. See, it served its purpose. Puerto Rico has needed access to clean water very badly. And I know there's a lot of things to worry about right now, but please keep Puerto Rico on your list of things to worry about. So back to what happened with the water. We mentioned the collapsed sewer trunks and that we don't know what sewer trunks are, but it sounds gross. A sewer trunk collapsing sounds... Everything about sewer trunk and sewer trunk collapse, all of that sounds nasty. Well, I'm no scientist, but it would seem to me that if something like that happened, it could potentially contaminate surroundings and lead to a spread of disease funny you say that chet because something that wasn't brought up in the hurricane maria death toll well for one is that thousands and thousands of people died but more people than 9-11 we're still sticking to 64 as the official count but also because of the impact that hurricane had on the water and how it broke down the water infrastructure Exactly what you just said happened. There were waterborne illnesses that were spread, specifically one called leptospirosis. And there were enough deaths from leptospirosis that government officials in Puerto Rico and FEMA and wherever else 
should have basically declared it an outbreak or an epidemic. And it's carried mostly through urine in rats. And you know where you can find urine? In a septic trunk that right. explodes and leaks everywhere and is carried by floodwaters. Yeah, and the thing is, it's a disease that, or it's a bacteria, disease, whatever, that is normally really easy to treat. Yeah, take some antibiotics, idiots. Yeah, you just take antibiotics. Not the people in Puerto Rico, we're the idiots for not supplying them with that. Yeah, that's the thing. There just wasn't access to, medicine was another thing that there wasn't access to. So people started getting this bacteria. A lot of it was people who were helping with the cleanup efforts, who were just wading through contaminated water that if you had any kind of cut or abrasion on your body and that water seeps into that cut, you're exposed to this bacteria. And it killed, we know 26 people have died just from leptospirosis in Puerto Rico. But here's the thing. The government is only counting deaths that happened from September 20th, which is when the hurricane started, through October 20th. They're only counting deaths that happened between that time and that were confirmed cases by the CDC. Those are the only deaths they're counting in the Hurricane Maria death toll. To put that into perspective, that's one-ninth of the time my pumpkin has been alive on my back porch. Right, right. If you want to just make a chart and put a pumpkin, nine pumpkins, and then, I don't know. I don't know what you put for Puerto Rico. Just people wanting help. It's so fucking hot. I can't, I can't I know tell it's jokes. Hard. I can't tell jokes. I know it's, it's hard. fucking horrifying. But yeah, so what they're saying is that only leptospirosis deaths that happened in this window count toward the Hurricane Maria death toll. Which is bullshit. It's it's. Bullshit, because for one, the symptoms of this disease sometimes don't even start showing until three weeks after you're infected. And the hurricane cleanup lasted well past October 20th. So there were still people getting exposed, likely, from the cleanup efforts and people who were probably exposed in that 30-day window who didn't start showing symptoms until well after. It's like if we said the only rescuers that died from 9-11 were those who died in the first month after 9-11. Yeah, yeah. Or, pe- or first responders who died when the tower collapsed. Yeah. But every, and that's, that is kind of the government's stance on it, sort of. Like, we haven't been great to first responders. Yeah, John a lot Stewart's of them have- done a lot of uh, advocating for them. I forget what the statistic is, but something crazy what percentage of first responders are now dead. Yeah, or have cancer, cancer, mesothelioma, all that shit. And yeah, that's kind of our stance there, too, as well. If you didn't die in the tower, it's not, that's a different thing. And yeah, you're right. That's a good comparison. That's kind of how we're treating these leptospirosis deaths as it pertains to Hurricane Maria. And who's to say that isn't still in the water in a lot of these areas? Oh, it has to be. Yeah. Especially if more animals got it. Those animals aren't dying. Right, yeah. They're just drinking more of the urine water. Mm, urine water. So, yeah, that's one of the things that has come out specifically pertaining to water in Puerto Rico. But also a lot of rural areas still don't have water. When they say 96%, a lot of that 4% is people who are out in these rural areas who they're still, in some cases, walking 30 minutes a day to get water from military-run stations that I think FEMA's not even supplying anymore. 
So I really yeah, didn't we pull a bunch of help out because we're like, let's get the fuck out of here before hurricane season. Yeah, we did. We left. We we talked about that actually on the first episode very briefly on the first episode of this podcast. Mm-hmm. We talked about how we're pulling most of our FEMA and government help out of Puerto Rico and letting Puerto Rico take it on their own. And so, yeah, I don't know if these water stations that people in rural areas were having to walk to are even still in existence. And if they're not, I doubt it's because those people have water now. They probably just aren't in existence and those people don't have water. And, like, think about not having water. Like, that's a really easy thing to take for granted. It's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. You don't think about that shit because it already meant. Right. So a lot of people in those rural areas still don't have water and the people who do they have it intermittently and what happens is they'll have water for a few days but electricity is still a huge issue in these rural areas in puerto rico so the generators and the treatment plants that deliver this water to people those end up breaking down and there's blackouts and so that cuts off the water supply and then the water comes back and it's full of all this nasty sediment and the government tells people they have to boil it for three the three f- days following water being restored. I you wonder, have to boil it to use it. I wonder if you're living there and you're in that situation. If there's there's got to be a huge part of you for a lot of people that are just like, why even bother rebuilding? Like, think about this: if you own a house in LA and there's an earthquake and I got flatlined, would you be like, I'm going to build another house, knowing this thing that you can't control is uh, targets your region? Or would you say, fuck it, I'm just getting out of here? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, that's... If that's... only there was a country that you could easily enter nearby that was founded on immigrants. Well, these people are... Are Americans. Are Americans. But so, I feel like it'd still be for no, some it's, reason. It's been happening. There has been an influx of people fleeing Puerto Rico okay. and showing up on, you know, on the East Coast, New York, Florida. Not Columbus. They know better than that. Yeah, definitely not Columbus. So that's a, that's absolutely a thing that's been happening. But when you talk about that, you're also you have to take into account the people who can't leave and the people who don't have anywhere to go, don't have the money to get anywhere. And those are the people that are still just kind of left in the lurch right now in Puerto Rico. And those are the people that need the most help, like the people who can get out and rebuild a house who had insurance money and all that. That's. You know, it, it's a tragedy, but those people will be all right. And a lot of them probably are all right again now. And whether they went back to Puerto Rico or, or stayed in Puerto Rico or, you know, fled to somewhere else in the U.S. But there's a lot of people in Puerto Rico and just in the world in general who don't have the money and resources needed to just pick up all their shit and go somewhere else. It's almost as if there's an inequality when it comes to wealth distribution. And it's it's especially bad in Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico's a colony. Like who the fuck's still got colonies? What are we doing? Like we're we have colonized Puerto Just Rico. Make them a state. And it should be a state, right? Uh, it should absolutely be a state. And the UN, I forget what branch of the UN does this. You remember if it was ten degrees cooler. Probably. But every single year. They convene and hold meetings about how important it is that Puerto Rico be given statehood. And you know what happens every single year? The United States does not attend those meetings. Like, we don't even show up and discuss the issue. 
and we're talking about you know a a part of the United States that is I think it's like ninety nine point five percent Latino. So I don't know. Draw your own conclusions as to why the government cares about Puerto Rico a little less than the rest of the territories that we own and that we call states in most cases. I don't know. Draw your own conclusions. Why? And I mean, like Trump said, it's an it's an island in the middle of an ocean. Yes, but it's so's Hawaii. And, you know, we do all right by Hawaii most of the time, sometimes. Now, once we stole it, like Hawaii used to just be a country that we stole over, I think, pineapples, something like that. That sounds racist. Well, whatever they're, whatever some fucking... We stole them for volcanoes. <laughs> we needed more volcanoes in our country. We stole them to get Dog the Bounty Hunter back, because that's where he was living, Chet. So, yeah, in, in these rural areas, even when people do have water, it's really intermittent. And it's not necessarily that safe to use. People have reported, like, breaking out in rashes after showering with it. Sure, even if someone's like, this water is safe to drink, you're still going to be like, is it? Yeah, and you definitely don't want to drink it. A lot of people who do have running water in Puerto Rico right now don't really have running water you would want to drink. There was, we'll put all, there's a ton of links from this episode. We'll put them up on the website and I don't remember which article it is, but the, in one of the articles, there's a picture of the actual tap water coming out of some of these taps in Puerto Rico, and it's brown, and it had to be run through a purifying filter before you could drink it, which we do that with our tap water here, too, but we could drink our tap water, and we'd yeah, be fine. The United, the United States is like... Good news, Puerto Rico, we're bringing you 23 million gallons of water. The bad news, we brought it directly from Flint. <laughs> Our people don't want to drink this. Get yeah. to the colonies. Yeah, it's pretty fucking bad. And like we said, now it's hurricane season again. The Atlantic hurricane season predictions for this year are not good. Forecasters predict a likelihood of 10 to 16 named storms of which five to nine could become hurricanes, including one to four major hurricanes. Mother Nature's doing a lot of fucking. And that all it's going to take is one hurricane. Yeah, their entire grid's being held together essentially by scotch tape. Right. If there's one major hurricane, we're right back to where we were before we pulled FEMA and pulled all those resources out. Not even scotch tape. It's like that Rite Aid off-brand scotch tape that doesn't even really stick. Yeah, the kind with the duck. It just looks like it's going to be good, and then it's not. And then it's not good. Yeah. I ordered some mounting squares like that that really let me down. See, I have problems, too. Yeah. They're just not quite as bad as what's happening in Puerto Rico. I mean, I would put the problems that, like, you hanging shit is minimal. Being in Puerto Rico is pretty bad. And if you're willingly living in Columbus, man, I don't even know where to begin. What? Too far? Oh, no. Blame it on the heat. Blame it on the heat. Good Millie Vanilli reference yeah. there. We did that. We did it. So, yeah, hurricane season. The, all of those predictions, they come from an article on NOAA.gov, and that's the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. The entire rest of the article after those predictions is just them talking about how dope they are at predicting things like this and how impressive their technology is. So even if they're only right 
even if they only, only half of those hurricanes and storms that they're predicting happen, that's still a lot. And it's only going to take one big one to hit Puerto Rico and just everything is back to square one. Potentially worse. Yeah. It'll be worse if for no other reason than because a whole lot of people in this country will act like, oh, well, we can't just keep helping them. Like, at some point, we just have to let them all die of hurricanes. Like, that will be a legitimate talking point for a lot of people in this country. And they'll blame it on, you know, oh, money, we don't have the money in the budget, blah, blah, blah. But it's just a lack of basic human empathy. Empathy and compassion. Yeah. I'm reading this book on 10 Reasons Why You Should Quit Social Media Right Now. And one of the big ones is it's destroying our ability to have empathy and compassion for others. Yeah, I, I buy that. I'm all for getting rid of social media. I I haven't fucked with Facebook in a long time. I still have it, but I don't post. I don't like shit. If you have invited me to something on Facebook, I didn't see it, and I'm probably not coming. So hit me up like an actual person, because Facebook is a fucking cancer that needs to be cut out of society. But that's a whole other podcast. I keep looking at how far in we are. And well, time these are is... the longest notes we've ever had for a show. Um, well, yeah, I suppose. In terms of scrollability, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, hurricane season is coming again. And now, on top of all this, with Puerto Rico in the situation it's in, now is when they decide, oh, we should privatize our water system. Yeah, that's not cool. It's on June. Well, Puerto Rico decided, or who decided? Puerto Rico decided, but remember this. You can't let them make decisions. They're drinking fucking piss sick water. Well, you have to remember at least part of this is is on the Puerto Rican government. Also, we've done a terrible job of responding and helping with recovery, but Puerto Rico has always done a shitty job of managing their infrastructure, especially as it pertains to water. They're no Cuba. They're, wait, does Cuba do? Cuba does fucking awesome at minimalizing hurricane damage and being very prepared. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't know that about Cuba. So on June 18th, the government of Puerto Rico began the process of privatizing part of the Puerto Rico Aqueducts and Sewers Authority, PRASA, which we mentioned earlier. And it's a 15-year deal and it's meant to build, finance, operate, and maintain metering, billing, and customer service projects. So that's bad news for a lot of reasons. For starters, there was a recent survey of rates by 500 water systems that showed that privatized systems typically charge 59% more than publicly owned systems. That's, uh... that's quite a bit. And it's, it's a lot of extra money that people in Puerto Rico don't need coming out of their bank accounts right now but that they'll willingly pay because fuck water. what can you do yeah and this is a quote it's kind of like how when netflix prices go up for us and we're like we don't want to pay more it's exactly like that but fuck we have to because netflix it's exactly like that chet uh this is a quote with the privatization of puerto rico's water authority we expect Wall Street profiteers and corporate water operators will seek to extract wealth without addressing the long-standing issues with the Commonwealth's water system. That's Winona Howder, Executive Director of Food and Water Watch, which is an organization that basically monitors access to water and food around the world. And Puerto Rico is not doing great right now. 
surprise, surprise. And one of the things that this project, one of their really clearly stated goals is to cut down on illegal access to water. So at a time when there are still thousands and thousands of people in Puerto Rico who can't get clean water, they're like, let's round up these people who are getting our clean water but not paying us enough for it. So that 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 is even something they had the gall to write down in this proposal. Ballsy should, as fuck. It should tell you everything you need to know about this company that's making these decisions for Puerto Rico. And they're right. It's going to be privatization of water is like we don't do it here. And if we don't do it here, it must be a bad thing. Yeah. Because we privatize every fucking thing we can. And some of the problems with private water companies, they often cherry pick service areas to avoid serving low income yeah, communities. Yeah, serve the hood when I'm just gonna have to collect their water bills anyways and right. chase them down. Yeah, so I'm not saying I believe that. I'm no, but that is that. that is their reasoning behind it. In you know low income communities where low water use and frequent bill collection problems could hurt corporate profits, they tend to avoid areas like that and. The thing is, Puerto Rico has tried this two times before, and both times it was a fucking disaster. In 2002, they decided against renewing a $145 million annual contract with a subsidiary of Vivendi, which is a French company, which had operated the water and sewer system since 1995. 145 million a year and that's in fucking 90s and early 2000s money there was a report at the time that found the company had accrued 695 million in operational losses 6.2 million in fines and more than 3,000 operational maintenance and administrative deficiencies they were also accused of environmental negligence including dumping untreated wastewater and failure to pay electricity bills and employee wages on time And this was their first attempt at privatizing their water system, and it went terribly, and a lot of people were drinking unclean water, just like a lot of people in Puerto Rico are still drinking unclean water. So you would think with it going as poorly as it did that they would say, no, that was an experiment that failed, and we would never try it again. But then immediately in 2002, they signed another deal with a company called Suez to privatize their water system again. This time it lasted 18 months. They paid the Suez company $93 million. Or no, they paid this company and then Suez came back after 18 months and said they needed another $93 million. And the project just shut down. And since then, Puerto Rico's water system has just kind of not been paid attention to by anyone, by the U.S. government, by the government, the, the local government in Puerto Rico. So... It was in bad shape before the hurricane, and then the hurricane hit, and it was in bad shape again. They kind of fixed it, not really, but now they're taking another shot at privatizing it. So warm. (laughs) It's not that hot. No, I know. Uh, I mean, it's just depressing as fuck. It really is. And then you wonder, like, how, what political shenanigans are going on behind the scenes? Like, who are the soulless fucks? that are approving this knowing full well they're fucking everyone over. The Trump administration. Well, it's not like Puerto Rico's part of the United States. Oh, wait a second. Even if it was, do you think if 
like there's what well, is part of the United States? No, but I mean, even if it was a state, if it was a state and ninety nine point five percent Latino, the response would probably be the same because it's a great way for Trump to send a signal to the racist element of his base. Oh, you mean his supporters? His his supporters who support him for that. I feel like we're no, we're no, casting I'm doing that shitty thing. Or well, yeah. no, not just that, but you're not casting a wide enough net when you talk about Trump supporters. If you think it's just racist, yeah, there are people that like him based on a variety of things, tax purposes. Yeah, it's uh, I listened to a thing on NPR. They're that all a bunch of Nazi sense. fucks. But it was the first time in a while I heard something where I'm like, I get why they would support Trump. And it was people that were like farmers that were benefiting from tariffs, but now that's all going to shit too with the recent thing. China's turning on us. Russia's turning. Well, we're turning on people, and then they're saying, fuck you. We'll retaliate. The sun is turning on us. Winter has her ass pointed at us. At least she's not touching me anymore. Yeah, this is, this is depressing stuff, and it's a million degrees. And boy, are we going to close on one of the most depressing aspects of Puerto Rico. Go big or go home. In addition to all the problems with water, one, they have a housing shortage. And I thought this was really sad and really interesting. But the thing about... Well, something about hurricanes taking out two-thirds of your homes will cause a housing shortage. Yeah. But also, one thing I didn't know is that in rural areas in Puerto Rico, this is causing a huge problem with people not being able to get housing. In a lot of rural areas in Puerto Rico, they they take a very casual approach to home buying. Hey, it's, you want to build a home here? You want this home? Eh, all right, let's shake on it. Yeah, it's, they're like agreements between families and things or agreements between friends or sometimes people will just build a house on public land so they're essentially squatting. Yeah. But it's like in the middle of nowhere, so no one gives a shit. But when FEMA came to town after Hurricane Maria and started offering housing assistance, which a lot of people are still getting, I think, or they might have even ended that now, one thing you had to do in order to get this housing assistance was show the deed from your home. And if you're one of these people who was living in a rural area that maybe didn't have a deed for your house or your house was built on land that it shouldn't have been built on so you don't have a deed because of that you didn't have any recourse you couldn't go to the government and say hey i need somewhere to live the hurricane destroyed my house you don't have that deed to produce so you didn't get that housing assistance and also because you don't have that deed i'm assuming the government's not gonna go in and help you rebuild your shit so these again we're talking about some of the poorest people in puerto rico just have nowhere to go. They don't have homes anymore, and there is no one who's going to help them just because they didn't have a deed to their house. And that's, if you hear that and you go, yep, that's exactly how it should be. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like, that is basic human decency. It's not a matter of money. We have the fucking money. It's not that. It's just that we are a country that has is quickly becoming more and more accustomed to being inhumane. That's going to bite us in the ass. Blatantly inhumane. So it shouldn't surprise anyone that with all of this, Puerto Rico also has a suicide crisis on their hands. The um, numbers of people who committed suicide in the past nine months, it's gone up by, or just the number of people calling this one 
suicide hotline, I think has gone up something like 260% since Hurricane Maria. And that's despite a lot of people not having access to phones, so... Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, how many people have just committed suicide and didn't call anyone first, didn't tell anyone? Like, it's that dire that people are now just like, I'm just going to kill myself. I can't, like, this isn't going to get any better. Hurricane season's coming again. And access to everything has been limited in Puerto Rico, and that includes mental health resources. So now on top of... a PTSD from this. Oh, yeah. And so on top of water shortages, electricity shortages, housing shortages, there's mental health shortages now, and people are committing suicide. And on top of all that, it's so fucking hot right now. Oh, my God. So I guess the point of this episode, don't forget about Puerto Rico. Even don't if, forget about Puerto Rico. Even if a major hurricane doesn't strike again this summer, which I really, 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 really hope it does not, they'll still need help. It would be very fortunate if another hurricane does not hit this summer. Uh, but even if that comes to be, the Puerto Rico still needs help, and it needs to still be on everyone's radar. Clean water should be a right, not a luxury. Yeah, it's a pretty basic thing. It's right up there with air in terms of things we need, we absolutely need to survive. I'm surprised we haven't found a way to privatize air yet. Or to start charging for it. I'm sure it'll happen I mean, there are oxygen soon. bars. Yeah, but I mean like a government sort of thing where, oh, you didn't pay your air bill. You're probably going to suffocate now. Something like that. But who knows? All right. Hey, Adam. That's the episode. What, chat? I would argue that we we reach to constantly uh, surpass our own, the own bars we set. And this uh, this has to be our least funny episode. Like probably, but it's also like it's not a topic that there's not a lot of room for. I'm just saying we gave our best non-funny episode. You're getting. I don't know why you always call out when episodes aren't no, no, especially just edit this funny. Out now. This it's is warm. a it's going to be a weird. This podcast is a politics and news podcast. I'm just trying the to find a button are, to. The jokes are just extra. Just trying to to put a button on it. We don't, we're fine. I, I never put buttons on the end of podcasts. Go back and listen to most of the podcast. It goes from me doing the podcast to going, all right, that's it. What are we doing for uh, plugs? I don't transition. I didn't ever, when I wrote articles at Cracked or wrote articles anywhere, I never did that conclusion bullshit at the end. It's like the conclusion is I just fucking ruled and now the article's over. Uh, I just got you to give a conclusion. Yes. But no, I... It's an anti-conclusion because it's fucking done. You don't need me to say anything else. I said it. I dropped the mic, but like turned it off first and dropped it on something soft. So I really think it's unfair. We're watching Gone Fishing tonight when you can blame the heat for it not being enjoyable. You really need to watch the movie at a temperate climate. It's not a good movie, but it's a great movie. I would say the movie may transcend the heat and you will suddenly feel cool. That could very well be, Chet. But to listen to that one, you can listen to this podcast for free. If you want to listen to the movie podcast, patreon.com slash unpops. We'll be doing, we're, we're doing a whole bunch of bonus episodes now. It's, I think, four bonus episodes a week on top of all the free shit we do. We're putting out 60 episodes a month, Chet. That's a lot of episodes. That is a whole lot of That's episodes. averaging two a day. Three a day. What's the... Uh, Monday through Friday. Oh, yeah, that's... 
What's the, uh, if you broke, split $5, if you divided that by five, what is it, like three it's cents not a pod? A, it's not a lot of cents per pod is what it is. And So basically, we just worked in a sweatshop for pennies. We sure That's did. What just happened. All for you, listeners. Yeah, so if you subscribe on Patreon, we're doing a, a bunch of new stuff over there. Still just $5 a month, or you can do, we have some other reward levels too. Uh, but talking at the movies, that's the our Rift Tracks type podcast where if you just listen to the podcast, it's just us talking nonsense because there's no, you don't hear the movie. You have to watch the movie separate. It's like that fucking Flaming Lips album that yeah, requires you, four stereos to listen to. You time it up. Yeah, you sync it up like you're watching Wizard of Oz while you're listening to The Dark Side of the Moon, something like that. You can get our pod on vinyl now. Yes, it's available, but only at indie indie record shops. Yep, and it's going to be buried in those in those bins. You got to go out and find it. If you ever put out a best of the podcast network, you should release it on vinyl. I should. I absolutely should. We'll do it for Record Store Day. Okay. Anyway, we should wrap this up. What do you have to plug, Chet? My butt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, we don't do comedy on this oh, podcast. Oh, man. High fives. <laughs> Woo. Oh, man, crushing it. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Say goodbye, chat. Why? We're watching a movie here. We're not even leaving the couch, let alone the room. Goodbye, everybody. I hate this fucking heat. <laughs>